Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to That Healing Feeling. I'm Torsi and I created this podcast talking all things well-being, what makes us feel the absolute best in ourselves, and how we overcome challenges and heal with positivity and strength. It was so great to speak to my lovely friend Sophie for this podcast episode. As well as being fellow students at Edinburgh University and instructors at Bound Fitness, me and Sophie share numerous passions within the wellness sphere which we explore throughout this episode. We discuss a wide range of topics, including body image, anti-diet culture, mental health, social media and the importance of making fitness a positive sustainable and enjoyable practice in our lives as a qualified personal trainer sophie really knows her stuff and is also an incredibly positive presence which you will sense throughout this episode i love this episode and i hope you do too week on the podcast I have the lovely Sophie thank you so much for joining me thank you for having me no not at all it's so lovely obviously we uh, have a lot of connections we both go to Edinburgh as students um, we both teach um, at Bound Fitness which is really fun I'm actually really hoping to do one of your classes soon and me and Sophie actually first came into contact when I did some sessions for you uh, with lacrosse um and also my little sister does lacrosse at Edinburgh so there's quite a few connections there so yeah. nice to have um to have a proper conversation together but um the reason I really wanted Sophie to come on the podcast was because everything she kind of preaches um in terms of through her personal training business is very aligned with what I believe uh, the benefits of fitness are so kind of exercising to boost our mood to prioritize our mental health and this podcast is all about well-being and how each of us kind of build practices into our lives that allow us to feel mentally and physically well basically but also the fact that this often comes with challenges and overcoming them with positivity but yeah thank you so much for coming on (laughs) oh I'm so excited to get started (laughs) definitely um so I usually start my episodes by kind of winding the clock back a bit and thinking about childhood because that's obviously where we get a lot of kind of our passions from so for me I was a really big runner when I was younger I loved gymnastics so what was your childhood like was it sporty was there kind of fitness involved there in your family 
Yeah, definitely. Um, my parents are both very active. So my sister and I, just the two of us, we definitely picked up on that and kind of were encouraged to, you know, try all kind of sp all sports and things. Um, so it's kind of primary school, secondary school, like netball and lacrosse were my big ones. Um, and like my yeah, sister did the rowing. So we kind of had a nice like variety in the house. My parents are keen cyclists and they all run. I do, that's the one thing I don't do, I don't <laughs> run, but, but I do so many other things, so it's okay. Um, yeah, so I kind of just, uh, yeah, I loved the kind of the team like mentality with lacrosse um, at school. And then, yeah, I kind of took that, to uni, um, joined the lacrosse team here. It's kind of been playing for like 10 years now, which is crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, so like it was definitely, it's, it's a very active family, which is definitely where like my love for it come. It was never a chore. It was always something fun to do with friends or with family, like that, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that shines through on your page as well, like how fitness is fun and it's not something that we do because we feel like we have to. It's something that we can do because it feels good. <laughs> um, yeah. And Tash was actually saying my little sister Tash shout out to her she um she said that you were one of the first was it one of you were one of the first kind of mental health advocates in lacrosse or was is this quite a new thing in the club yeah so uh kind of the university sports union have been implementing well-being officers into clubs and we unfortunately look women's lacrosse were one of the last to actually implement it but we have now, so now all clubs should have um, one. And so I was, yeah, the first well-being, the full title was the um, well-being and inclusion officer. Um, but yeah, so I kind of have done that this year, uh, make sure that the members, you know, know they have access to someone, even if like they maybe can't talk to their friends and yeah. And kind of, I've done a few kind of mental health, like awareness courses and kind of trainings and things. So like, obviously I'm not like, a qualified psychologist or psychiatrist but I've had more than the average person so yeah it's been so exciting oh that's so great to hear no I think it's so important that the university is starting to implement these roles I think it's becoming more of a narrative within the fitness world in terms of on Instagram or well you know in kind of social media um I mean I still think there's a lot of space for it but I think within competitive sport and team sport and these sports at uni I just don't think it's as enough of a conversation I think it's getting better um but I think it's almost just as important as kind of our kind of weekly sessions having some kind of mental health aspect I think it's really critical yeah definitely I think you know it's like you've got maybe train four sessions a week and they're all you know for your physical for your performance and for your skill you know skills and everything and your fitness and whether that's a session in the gym or a session on the field or depending on your sport or the court. So it, yeah. And it, you know, no one then thinks to, Oh, maybe we should do a mindfulness session or, a, you know, so it's kind of, but I agree. It's, it's definitely more in the fitness. I think definitely with social media, Instagram in particular, it's very much, Oh yeah. We move our bodies to feel good in our mind. And that mental health is then coming into the conversation with fitness. I'm sure I haven't performed at like elite level, but I'm sure that, yeah, there's a lot of focus on physical performance and things and not so much the well-being of the athlete. Yeah, no, completely. It's hard because I think a lot of the kind of mental health conversation in competitive sport is surrounded in this kind of message of if you're an elite athlete, it can become really pressurizing. But I still think there's a pressure when you're not an elite athlete as well in terms of just like, if you're on a team kind of it can be quite stressful to be in a team with people and feeling like 
if there's kind of pressure there I just think it's all kind of relative and I still think people should prioritize their mental health even if they feel like they're not high level athletes but yeah in terms of the social media it's hard isn't it because I think social media is an amazing space for inspiring us to exercise to feel good but then there's also a lot of toxic material on Instagram um which I still see so much of and I'm just like how do you post that I really I really it does it really does surprise me but it doesn't surprise me but it does surprise me I know I think that culture it's definitely shifting and I think I think you can really tailor your kind of you know feeds and what you see and I think I have definitely done that and I remember kind of the whole new year new me kind of need to get fit or kind of thing like that and I remember see I follow a bunch of you know anti-diet culture kind of accounts and they were all like you know get be prepared to see lots of oh need to get slimmer need to get skinnier kind of posts and I was like oh yeah you know they're gonna be a lot around this time of year and then actually because I I've cultivated my feed into such like an echo chamber I didn't get any I just kept getting the anti-diet culture accounts being like watch out for all these like messagings and I'm like I'm not experiencing any of them which is amazing (laughs) and obviously like I've worked hard to kind of get my feed and like to to be like that and so I'm um, exposing myself to more positive content than yeah negative stuff that could really like affect anyone that's actually so great to hear um because I am not good at that I need to learn how to manipulate my (laughs) (laughs) but it does show that it can be done and that if you do see an account that doesn't make you feel good just mute them or unfollow them or block them yeah yeah (laughs) and I think you can say on Instagram like don't show me content like this and so you know if there's like Uh, hashtags used and things then they then we could make the algorithm work in our favor (laughs) this is the thing I still feel so inept when it comes to technology and, and media and everything like that no, I know. Yeah, I'm the same. I was like, great. Yeah, I'll start my account. And then I was like, I know how to do stories and grid posts. And I was like, maybe I should be putting hashtags in to actually spread my message. And I was like, yeah, maybe maybe I should do that. Honestly, it's a challenge. The same with the Zoom. I am. Um, I actually sound like a grandparent when I say the Zoom. The same with Zoom. <laughs> but I feel like that is one I have got used to. Although a few of my yoga sessions I have sent the wrong link and that has been very stressful um (laughs) it's all right it always seems like the worst thing in the world at the time and then you realize that it's not actually the end of the world and also wi-fi has (laughs) been problematic in places but you know what it's fine so when did you kind of make that transition then from just loving fitness and sport yourself to wanting to share that with other people so when did you decide you wanted to do your personal training course yeah I'd done two years at university in the lacrosse team and um, I was like a captain in my second year for my team so we kind of run fitness sessions we we have coaches for our kind of our skill sessions but the fitness sessions is just kind of run by us so like a captain takes it and I really enjoyed kind of you know planning sessions and things and running them um I quite like that like leader role so I just yeah, every week would run a session and then that really like inspired me I was like I really like this it like makes me feel good you know uh, like training you know other people with my friends and things so then I thought oh my gosh okay uh lockdown's happened <laughs> I have no university work um I have a six month window um because yeah uni my uni work stopped in kind of March so I kind of had a six month summer um so I thought 
oh, instead of maybe getting a job, how about I just spend a bunch of money, um, but get, get, get something that hopefully in the long run, you know, will kind of pay, pay back basically. Um, and it's something I'm then passionate about. Uh, so yeah, I decided to then do my level two, um, which is like just gym instructing. And then it's like combined with a level three personal training. Um, yeah. And so decided to do that and then kind of set up my business kind of did it, you know, word of mouth was always like the best way to start. And um, so just kind of told everyone and anyone um, that I was like writing session plans and then I do like a bunch of services like, you know, write session plans for people and then personal train them one-to-one um, on Zoom. And then hopefully now maybe some could be in person. And then, yeah, uh, got got the gig with um, Bound Fitness. So then that's on Zoom, but hopefully going to be in person. So yeah it's all really exciting yeah it's great it's so funny it's so aligned with this how I got into my yoga teaching because I'm in because we're actually the same year at uni because I changed my course so I did an extra year but I was exactly the same it got to the end of well it was the beginning of semester two wasn't it and obviously lockdown happened and then all of our exams got cancelled to the dismay of my um friends near above who were like that's not fair (laughs) um me and my best friend actually both the same we're both in the same year and we were we just found it quite funny but I was the same I had I had these um obviously I did these six months of it's the only window in your life where you've literally got no other commitments so I think that's why yeah. I kind of was exactly the same I was like well if I'm going to do it at some point it's probably gonna be now it's the kind of thing I think this personal training and yoga teacher training are both things I think a lot of people would want to do but would always just be like oh, I could do it when I don't when I'm not doing this but like we're always going to be having something to do um I definitely found at the beginning it's it's quite hard to kind of get yourself out there um what would you say to someone who kind of was just starting off or even my little sister she's just doing her uh training now because she said she asked your advice which is really sweet um yeah but but what would you say to someone who's kind of starting off because I think it can be quite daunting especially when it's quite a saturated space to kind of find your own message and have that kind of confidence to take those initial steps which are quite hard yeah I think knowing what your message is and being like true to that um you know it is great you know to get a qualification so then you can work and do something but I think if you want to grow like I'm not necessarily wanting my social media presence to grow but if it but if it does and then I get more clients that's obviously what I would prefer I'm not with the intention of becoming an, a fitness influencer. Um, it's more a advertising platform for me. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely the the mess, like knowing what your, you know, uh, values are and your beliefs. And then that will naturally kind of come across to prospective clients or like, yeah, future clients and things. And just literally tell everyone, like annoy your friends to the extent that finally they put it on their Instagram and have <laughs> it for you and you're like yeah thank you and even if nothing comes of it like someone will have remembered it and then they might follow up and ask your friend that and put you in touch or something so I think it's just you know we all want to support each other and, and that's kind of what a important part of friendship is that you support each other in your endeavors and so if you know they are a friend then they'd be more than happy to just put up a story it's only up for like 24 hours on Instagram just kind of go to my friend's page and yeah I think it you know it costs nothing and that's the way to do it probably yeah I completely agree obviously personal training and yoga is it's similar in the sense that I do, I do one-to-one clients as well and it's kind of obviously like building that progression 
I definitely feel like, I don't know about you, um, but it's definitely in, increased my confidence in being a speaker or being like in a leadership role because I've always been someone who quite likes as much as I'm, yeah, I'm not shy with like people and friends, um, but in terms of kind of being in a position of authority, that's, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but kind of being in charge, I've always found it quite hard. I've kind of preferred to be in the shadow. <laughs> <laughs> or in like a team you know um like mm -hmm. the scariest thing for me would be doing a presentation in a tutorial it would genuinely terrify me and it just doesn't really anymore have you found that has improved your confidence in speaking out and that kind of thing yeah I think it really helps when you have like that knowledge base so obviously like we did our courses we do have that knowledge over someone who hasn't done a course so I think that really helps with get the confidence and like your performance will like come from that so you just you know it you can sometimes catch yourself with kind of the imposter syndrome but I think I do yeah. just always go like no I worked really hard I have a certificate to prove it like I know what I'm talking about and but then there is the flip side with you're always learning like that you know there's always so much content that is out there and and education and things even though at the moment this is I'm a full-time university student so this is like a side hustle I think I don't know where it will go in the future and just for the clients that I do have and the classes that I do teach through Bound it is good for me to always be on it with kind of new new research or you know everything that comes out so I just think that's yeah really important yeah exactly um in terms of your mental health um how has that kind of inspired your fitness journey because that's obviously very clear kind of part of what you're about when it comes to training and fitness yeah um so I've got like an anxiety disorder so it's like uh GAD generalized um anxiety disorder and with that kind of I've got OCD and I kind of got that the onset was maybe 15 um and it was like really tough at school um and yeah like the shame thing like now I'm so open about it because I'm I'm you know grown up older and just kind of out the school bubble and confided in my mum well my family it kind of representing as OCD so it was quite you know obvious kind of in the house like with them for me it was like washing hands a lot and kind of cleanliness and things so that was the fact that it then kind of it was invading the home was quite noticeable and so I you know finally you know asked my parents I was like I, I need help like as in you know external professional help and then I started therapy and kind of did it for three years. So like my last three years of school, kind of 15, 16 to 18. Um, mm -hmm. I think, I mean, at that time, like what was it like yeah, 2015, 16, and hopefully like more conversations were coming out about therapy and mental health, but I didn't feel that at kind of in my like bubble at like 15. So I felt like I was just should be grateful that I got a therapist and like looking back I didn't click with her and so I, I did improve and like I made progress and things but I was quite kind of like resent like night before I'd be quite resentful going and I think what after a session and on my way home I think I'd like moan like just to myself just like moan about her mm. and things even but it did work and so yeah definitely in hindsight we didn't click but I think at the time I was so grateful to my parents for like getting me a therapist that I was like oh I've already asked for so much I can't dare ask to actually switch because they've got me this one and da, da, da. and which is like you know no bad feelings with my parents it's not like they were saying this is your therapist I just yeah. was internalizing that myself and the kind of it's that oh, I'm such a burden kind of thing. Um, so yeah, and then 
kind of got better. It really like the. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. CD re-improved um, and then came to uni and it was kind of fine for like first year and then second year it kind of got bad it was kind of first year I was in halls second year moving with like friends and things and that was just you know first time we'd all lived you know in like a community that wasn't your family and things and that I found that really quite tough um, like living with in a four man um, just kind of yeah, it's for me it's like uncertainty so it's just you know who's doing what when and obviously they want to live their spontaneous lives and I would be trying to like control everything um so that wasn't <laughs> great fun for anyone so yeah then I realized oh, okay I think I need to get other help from like university like services um and then however many sessions they give you and then they kind of can refer you to like freelance ones and I found this therapist who I'm with now and I've been with her probably since October um so six months and yeah she's great and I'm like oh my gosh this woman's amazing you know I'm clicking with her it's this is so different to you know how I was when I was 15 16 but I mean I was so many different circumstances anyway you know I was 15 it was my first time I'm now so not so mature as so wise uh, to my 21 years but <laughs> much more wise than I was back then like five six that's years ago um yeah I know I know uh yeah so then that's just kind of and I always yeah the anxiety is always there it's kind of the OCD tends to come when the anxiety is really bad so that's kind of they're my telltale signs that like something's not right yeah. um the fitness kind of comes into it because that's like a preventative thing I'm very I know kind of my strategies when I have anxiety attacks and things, but 
the whole point is to not get to that point where I then have an attack so it's yeah yeah, the preventative measures and one of the things for me is fitness and kind of just movement and endorphins are just amazing so yeah that's a preventative thing I yeah I'm really I completely agree with what you're saying in terms of when you were in 2015 or 16 as you said or when you're 15 to 18 doing therapy it definitely was less normalized then like now that I just was thinking about it when you said that um because I started it I think even when I started it in 2018 it wasn't super normalized I was very open about it just because I yeah I didn't really have a choice but to be open about it with my friends I then made the choice to be extremely open about it to the point where I started a podcast but um but um yeah I think it it is something that I really do hope is becomes more and more normalized to be honest in my ideal world and I'm in a very privileged position obviously obviously to have had private therapy for two years incredibly so um and I'm not kind of unaware of that at all it was something that's more accessible to be honest I think even university um counseling I I wish it was more extensive um but it is something that I just wish in my ideal world, everyone would have a therapist. Um, I think it should be as normalized as going to the doctor and hopefully one day it will be. I just think it's the, I think it's just even down to the fact that, and even what you were saying in terms of feeling like a burden, I don't think we'd feel like a burden if we had a really bad, uh, if you've broken our leg, let's say, if you've broken your leg, you know, it's not your fault. You know that you need to heal you know people are going to be sympathetic and it's visible but I think when it's mentally challenging or you've got a mental health disorder it's not visible and you feel like yeah invisible illness and you feel like it's people aren't going to believe you it's that it's that whole kind of belief thing I think that was massive for me um yeah and yeah and I feel like as well with what you're saying in terms of um having kind of re well relapses I don't know if that's the word that you would use but um it's a hard one because I think mental health as well that you can feel like you have good periods and you have bad periods it's just learning that it's not always going to be linear which is really hard as well when we want to make progress we always want it to be super linear um but it is it is a challenging one but like you say on the last point as well it's exactly right to kind of have these uh, methods and practices in place to prevent as preventative medicine um that's absolutely key because and that's the thing and that's what therapy is as well I feel like people often it, people often get to the, and this is why I wish therapy was normalized because people would go to therapy so that they didn't have to feel that horrible intensive need to be at therapy yeah is- and people think you know something happened you know maybe um a trauma or you know and then they're experiencing PTSD or you know experience happens and then they go oh I now I need to go to therapy but yeah I guess because of the whole obviously the accessibility thing and we are very privileged to have had private therapy yeah. um yeah it's if people are then only going to want it when they feel like they need it but obviously if everyone was working on themselves and kind of yeah self-growth like not just you know mental health but self-growth and your kind of personal journey and things that would just be amazing mm-hmm. yeah that exercise is an amazing form of preventive medicine and it is it is scientifically proven to be an antidepressant it's it helps anxiety helps stress um so that is yeah really really great and that's obviously a very key part of your message as a personal trainer and I guess that comes from your personal experience of feeling those benefits in a situation where you've been challenged mentally a hundred percent I think I would always turn to some form of movement whether it was 
you know, if I had like a racing heart, it would then be a slower practice. So that would be yoga or um, just even stretching, you know, or, or going for a walk. But then if I needed to kind of maybe move some energy around, like kind of get it out of my system, then maybe it would be like a, a boxing class or, you know, weight lifting or something. Um, yeah, it's definitely, and you just feel amazing after. What I think is so important is finding what you like. Like the one thing I do is like, I don't run. And I guess I just don't like running. And I just, yeah, it's just the one. And people think that like people would assume I run. Cause I mean, I know a lot of people have picked it up in lockdown and like, you know, when kind of, well in the UK, definitely like that, um, the charity 5k and you'd like tag each other on Instagram and things to like oh, do yeah. a 5k. I just, it make, I just honestly, it's just something that I just really don't like so much that I then would feel rubbish, which, which, you know, I mean, the endorphins would come in, but I think I like every other form of exercise. So yeah, I kind of would just turn to something like that and you just feel brilliant. And I think what we were saying earlier with kind of the fun aspect and kind of play being playful and you know how like the handstands and things is obviously yeah. like so fun and because you got it from your gymnastics and you're kind of like you know you've moved to yoga and I I was literally talking to a friend the other day and we are in one of my classes I did a certain move which was it, it's not your traditional kind of maybe like ab crunch move you see on like Instagram or something and she was like oh I love those like I don't really feel like I'm working out when I do that move and I'm like yeah isn't it amazing like you just need to she's like if exercise was like that like I do it all the time and I'm like exercise can be like that every day if you find something yeah. you love doing like obviously at the moment some things aren't open so if like swimming or you know a boxing class or in like a ring or something was what you wanted to do but I think like for me I love to dance so like dance workouts like I am no means good dancer like I you know <laughs> I would do just dance on the Wii like that was like you know PlayStation whatever and I do that and then um all the dance workouts on YouTube have just blown up in the last year and I love them. Yeah, Tash is actually, she was on Just Dance and I was like, oh my gosh. But yeah, she loves it. Yeah, because she put it on her Instagram and I replied and I went, I love Just Dance. <laughs> 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 so um, good. In terms of like future, what would be your kind of, if someone was to ask you kind of like, where would you ideally be in terms of kind of, your fitness your your business at the moment what would be your kind of ideal goal going forward I think whether it's still a side hustle or who knows you know it could fully turn into because maybe five years I'll be like 27 so it could I could fully be a full-time fitness instructor you know working in gyms or having my own clients and things I I think the one thing that I would want to remain is my message and and like specifically, like I'm particularly interested in women, um, like feeling good and and moving away from diet culture. Like that's a big thing that kind of like I push on the mm. Instagram because I my Instagram because I follow a bunch of anti diet culture accounts. So then I will repost a lot of it, um, and I kind of look at it because I do I do um, health and social science. So as my degree, oh, so wow, cool. it's yeah it's really niche um, there no, are 10 crazy. of us in my year it's yeah oh my goodness no that's it's crazy it's a bit upsetting that it's so small because that is really interesting and very I feel relevant at the moment mm, and always, yeah no I universally relevant. yeah yeah so true I no one really knows about it I I didn't know about it. I changed degree so I did so I applied for psychology and did psychology for two years and then yeah fully switched over um, and I love psychology 
I know, I know. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad our paths have crossed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, so I've got like a big psychology background, which is how like, I, well, with the mental health as well as like personal experience and then degree is so broad and kind of I do quite like when we get given choices on essay topics and things I do tend to go for mental health just because of that personal interest and the psychology background and things um yeah so I would yeah love to just get more women out of the diet culture and kind of exercising to feel good and things like there's you know there's kind of a boundary of weight loss is a okay goal to have if you want to lose weight but I'm not your person to go to like I wouldn't be your trainer to help you do that like if if you want to lose weight and your per, your measurement is maybe using scales like I'm so anti-scales that I would be like no and so if they were so strong if they were so strong in that mindset that like I couldn't you know maybe try and like help them change that and convince them that actually the numbers we should be looking at is maybe the number on the dumbbell that you're lifting and watching that increase um or you know I know you're a big advocate of journaling and kind of after every session kind of writing down how good you feel and like maybe rating how how out of 10 how you feel before a session and out of 10 how you feel after and then those numbers you should focus on so I think yeah no one's come to me like so far and been like I want to this is my goal and like I've not like as in weight loss and I've not turned anyone away because I think if they found me through Instagram it's so obvious what my messaging is that I'm like like so much like feel good factor like kind of thing so yeah I just yeah I would hope to like that I can help people in that way no and I think it's gonna be right shifting the accountability from being things about loss to gain right so gaining enjoyment gaining progression um and I think that's just an easier and more just enjoyable way to live I think if we're constantly living trying to shed ourselves of something even if like you say if you if weight loss is a goal and that is coming from a healthy place it still is kind of a negative message because you're feeling like you should kind of lose part of yourself and I'm not saying again that that is not a healthy decision but I think Mm -hmm. it really needs to be embedded in a positive mindset which includes a lot of positive gains and I think that's yeah I think it's really important and yeah anti-diet culture I'm here for always will be um diets don't work (laughs) I have experience in this um never will it's all about again kind of making sustainable and long-lasting changes that make you feel good that's the only way we make positive change but yeah like you say I think it's kind of just shifting an overall kind of societal opinion on how we should look as well um is massive I think it's what we were saying earlier about cultivating our feed. You can only do so much as a consumer of social media, like the policies need like the app and platform policies need to be better. So it's, it's kind of, you can do, you know, top down approach, but then bottom up as well, like kind of approach it from both sides to actually help improve because you and I are kind of, we have like, had a journey and things like that so we we know what to look for on a feed but there are so many impressionable young people on these platforms that aren't being protected and so that's yeah that needs to come from policy and then 
yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> Honestly, like the Instagram <laughs> policy of like, it's so discriminatory, you know, against so many different kinds of people. Um, yeah, and so it just needs to, they just kind of need to sort that axe out, I think. Yeah, just a lot of positive change we need in a lot of areas. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I could literally talk to you for so long about all of this, but I'm going <laughs> to have to wrap it up at some point. Um, what I will do is now ask my three questions, which I'm really excited to hear answers for. Um, so the first one is, what is one thing that you do daily to make yourself feel your absolute best? For me, it is blasting my music and having a good boogie, to be honest. Like it, it, it's kind of movement in general, but even if I did like a workout, I would still need to at some point just kind of flail about and kind of <laughs> put on some, you know, Dua Lipa or some like Kylie Minogue, something like just that gets you really like moving and grooving, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I'm so here for Dua Lipa. Oh, she's amazing. Great to run to. I know you don't like running. <laughs> but I, literally, <laughs> I literally went on a run the other day to, oh, what's her new album called? Future Nostalgia. Future Nostalgia. She's, she's Yeah, it's there. so good. She's literally my fashion icon as well. I am obsessed. <sighs> I'm obsessed. The, her style is amazing. Like, yeah, and her hair, like the hair transformation. I cut my, when she went Bob, I went Bob. Like I fully did it for her and I loved it. But then yeah, obviously hairdresser's been shut. So it's not, oh. not but then she's gone long again. So I'm like, oh, now she's copying me. It's okay. Oh, we're, just, we're just so insane, me and Julie. <laughs> so second question is, is there a goal you have or a way you want to grow in the next year? Yeah you know it it's um to do a free handstand (laughs) and unassisted yeah handstand I'm working on it I took a fall the other day oh no confidence a bit but it I got this massive bruise on my bum and I was like oh no so it threw my confidence a bit so now I'm only happy to do it in the park (laughs) because I'm like there's nothing around that I can hurt myself on (laughs) I've definitely had some some big falls with the handstands it's a little bit of one where you kind of have to accept that you will have a few setbacks handstands are really hard they're one as well that we plateau with quite a lot but they're a great goal they're very good for the upper body and your core as well um which is amazing no we'll definitely we should definitely do some in the meadows when we're both up yes (laughs) on the technique (laughs) yeah Um, that's so fun okay so final question is do you have a mantra or a quote that you align to in life for positivity yeah it's um you can do hard things by adrian herbert do you know her on instagram she's adrian london she yeah. she runs you might follow it probably the running content um <laughs> I listen and to yeah she's amazing over the power hour yeah. i want to read her book i really want her book like her podcast has helped me so much um but yeah so her you can do hard things is uh like I've done it when she's been like a trainer in a class or something and it's a you know hard you're holding a move or it's a tough move and you're, you're wanting to give up and she's like you can do hard things and so it's as small as in a workout or something but then it's also I remember it when you know big things happen in my life like a new job or like my first bound class I was so nervous and Aww. then and I you know would just say like you can do hard things and like you know when you're in the middle of something sometimes it's even when I'm like carrying my food shopping up the hill and it's like really heavy and I'm like oh my god I'm dying and then I'm like you can do hard things you can carry the food shopping <laughs> that is such a good mantra I love that and it's so true we're the first people to kind of criticize ourselves or feel like we're not good enough 
but that's a great one to to keep using to to remove that idea and have a a new one that aids us a lot more (laughs) yeah definitely amazing oh Sophie thank you so so much for coming on this has been so great I'm really excited for people to listen thank you so much I've loved talking to you oh no you too and thank you so much for coming on oh thank you for having me to thank Sophie so much for coming on the podcast and speaking about all the passions that we share I really hope that you feel like you've taken some positivity away from this episode and that you have a lovely day ahead Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.